What is it? It's your future. It's called a Stargate. Chevron 7 locked. Welcome to Walking Through the Stargate. I'm Brent. And I'm Zach. This is episode something. There's my show notes. This is episode 178. And we'll be talking about Stargate <laughs> SG-1's episode. Full alert! Full alert! Full alert! Hi, friends. We're an independent podcast. And uh, thanks for those of you who are listening in real time for your patience. Uh, we, uh, we, we intentionally took a week off, and then it turned into accidentally two weeks off. And uh, we might have to take another week off again next week. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. But uh, thanks for your patience. We appreciate it. Thanks for should sticking be. with us. We should be good to record next yeah, week. Yeah, I think we I think we're gonna be fine, but you know, there's a possibility that we wouldn't, but yeah. Uh so but those of you who are listening, uh like, you know, if if you're like blowing through our episodes and you're just catching up type of thing, hey, if you don't even know any better, there you go. There's here's here's the very next episode. Friends, if uh you like to uh, support what we've got going on, you can do so. We've got a buy me a coffee thing, buymeacoffee.com slash walking through. Or you can go to our website at wtts.space. Space! And you can click on the little coffee cup icon in the bottom right corner where you can buy one or two or five or I think that's about the only options. Whatever. You could, or you can put in whatever dollar amount you want. doesn't matter. You can, you can buy some coffees. There's also the membership button right there if you wanted to do that on a monthly basis. Thank you to those of you who have done so. We really appreciate that tremendously. And uh, we've got some wish list items on there. We got a couple of tech- technological things to help make the show a little bit better and faster. Um, we also have uh, the wish list thing, uh, which is just a set dollar amount that if we get to it, we will watch two more dang episodes of the Stargate Infinity, the non-canonical, non-canonical animated series that is really bad. It's real bad. Uh, the last one we watched, though, was actually not that bad. So maybe, maybe, you know, the next two, maybe they're maybe they're not so bad either. We don't know. Uh, get better. But uh, I, for one, will not watch a single second of that thing without motivation. So if you want to hear my thoughts on that stuff, uh, that's where you can kind of throw some dollars our way for that. If we hit the goal amount, we'll, we'll record a couple more, have some fun with that. Well, you'll have fun. I won't. Whatever. It'll be fine. Oh, you'll have fun, Brent. I probably will. So, you know, hey, if you've got friends in your life who just need more top-notch Stargate podcast content, uh, you can tell them that they can find our show in a lot of places. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts sent us an email, Zach, saying, hey, you can get a podcast onto YouTube music. And it's like, we already have a podcast. And then I remembered that, that though Google... And YouTube are the same thing. They're not the same thing. <laughs> so, uh, so I yeah. don't know. I, I have no idea if that's going to turn into a thing or not. Whatever. We're not going to worry about it right now. Apple, Google, Spotify podcasts, uh, Amazon podcasts, iHeartRadio podcasts. Uh, I think I'm not forgetting any of the services. Um, there's also a player on our website and you can do the right thing, which is download a podcast aggregator. Uh, I use Overcast. You can use whatever you want uh, and search for walking through the Stargate. And you'll find us. That's how that's it's just that easy. It is. So, Zach. Yes, Brent. If a person wants to uh, let us know that uh, we should or should not give in to the monolithic uh, uh, entertainment beast that is Google YouTube, GooTube. And I we think should, they should change their name to Gucci. <laughs> and, and, and we should or should not uh, try to put our podcast on YouTube music as well, which actually looks like a lot of work. It doesn't look like it just ports. It's like a thing that we have to do, a whole extra thing. 
Um, uh, yeah. Uh, how might they? Uh, how might they reach out and let us know about that? So if you know exactly how we can get our podcast onto Google Music or what or YouTube Music, whatever it's called, GooTube, GooTube, uh, and and if you know how to do that and and have the skills to make it happen for us. You can let us know how <laughs> by emailing us at walkingthroughthestargate at gmail.com. Uh, you can, of course, also go to the Facebooks, the Facebook page and the group and all that stuff. And you can talk, tell us there. By tell us there, I mean tell me because Brent's not there. Nope. Um, but you can still do that, although emailing is probably better for this particular task than that. Yep. I know email is kind of antiquated, but it's still the way it is. Hey, so it works. Uh, you can also uh, go to our discords. Uh, and to find our discords, if you're not already on the discords, you go to our website, which is wtts.space. Space! And then in the upper right-hand corner, there's a little link there to the discords, and then it looks like a little uh, smiley face con- game controller type of thing. And yep. then you can join the channel there. It's for everybody. Uh, just link it in there and sign up, and then you can tell us there if you want. That works, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then you'll we'll have exactly how it's supposed to work and how it's supposed to go and then and then we can decide if we want to do that or not. Yes, that's exactly how it will work. Yes, that's yes, yes. Um, of course, you can also go to buy me a coffee. Brent talked about that. Okay. Yep. So. Yep. Shall we, my dear friend Brent? Yes. Dig into this full alert podcast. Yes. Let's do okay. it. Okay. So the episode is directed by Andy Makita. Uh-huh. This is his fifth of seven directing credits this season. He did yeah. New Order Parts 1 and 2. Uh-huh. He did Sacrifices. He did Prometheus Unbound. Yes. He's got this one. He's got two more. He's also got a uh, courier service? Yes. Apparently. That's what it was. Yes. yes. Yeah. It, yeah Nikita <laughs> Courier. <laughs> uh, apparently, according to the commentary, he didn't uh, specifically approve that. Oh, it just happened? Um, yeah. So uh, my understanding is that was actually filmed by the the second unit, uh-huh. um, which is not uncommon for things like that. Yeah. Um, and somebody in the art department thought that would be hilarious and awesome. And so they did it. I thought it was funny. I saw it. I, and I was I, like, hey, it's Makita. Yeah. There you go. Uh, the teleplay was written by Joseph Malazzi and Paul Mully. Uh-huh. And this is their fifth of six writing credits. They did New Order Part 1, Lockdown, Endgame, It's Good to Be King, this one. Yeah. And they've got one more. Okay. All right. We've got several guest actors, uh, many of them returning. Mm-hmm. We've got Gary Chalk as Colonel Chekhov. Mm-hmm. We've got Gary Jones. Friend of the show. As friend of the show, Master Sergeant Walter Radar Harriman. Uh-huh. Uh, we've got Ronnie Cox returning as Robert Kinsey. Yes. Lucas Wolf as Jennings. Yeah. Barkley Hope makes appearance as Colonel Lionel Pendergast and uh-huh. Sheila Horsdahl as Lieutenant Womack. Yeah. Uh, we do say hello to Francois. Robertson, who plays Captain Daria Voronkova. Oh, okay. All right, here is her mini bio from DC Management. Uh Uh-huh, okay. Haven't read this yet, so we'll see what happens. Born in London, England, and raised in Montreal, Francois Robertson acquired a health sciences degree and then a Bachelor's of Commerce, only to fall into a professional acting career by chance. Mm-hmm. While out one evening, she was approached by a casting director to audition for a regular role on a new teenage soap opera called Time of Your Life in 1988. Mm-hmm. She landed that role and has gone on to, care- to a career spanning 30 years working in Montreal, Los Angeles, and Vancouver. Mm-hmm. She has worked as a regular and or recurring character in over six series, the latest being the White House Chief of Staff, Sarah Walker, and in, in Supergirl, starting in 2005. 
Mm-hmm. So 2015. Sorry, my oh, mistake. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she is most known for her portrayal as Dorothy Wilson in the Showtime miniseries More Tales of the City, 1998, mm-hmm. and its sequel, Further Tales of the City, in 2001. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Starring Laura Linney and Olympia Dukakis. Mm-hmm. The series, which follows a controversial group of friends in 1970s San Francisco, was nominated for a Primetime Emmy and three Gemini Awards. Mm-hmm. She has starred in multiple films, including award-winning French film Shabbat Shalom in 94, mm-hmm. guest appeared on multiple TV programs, and has performed in over 20 commercials. Mm-hmm. She has studied with the famed Warren Robertson and Sandy Marshall, and continues to practice her craft today. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. There you go. That uh, strikes me as something that's probably about five years old now. Probably, yes. <laughs> now, her first IMDb credit came in 1987 yeah. in the movie Mindbenders, uh-huh. when she plays Francois. Oh, that was an easy which, name to remember. Yes, yes. Uh, we now have also Mike uh, Dapoud. Uh, uh-huh. Dopud, I don't know how to pronounce D O P U D. That's how his last name is spelled. No idea how to pronounce it. Smith. Smith. <laughs> We're going to go with Smith. Mike Smith. One. Mike Smith. <laughs> spelled D O P U D. Yes, that's right. He plays Colonel uh, Chernyshev. Mm-hmm. Uh, here is the mini bio from Actreel. Okay. Or Actreel. Oh, Actreel. Actreel. A-C-T-R-E-E-L. Act real. Act real, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Mike Smith yeah. can be seen on the star's hit power. He plays Jason Misic, a Serbian leader of a huge drug cartel. Uh, He's a series regular. Probably is also re- Misic. Or maybe yeah. Mikic. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. Michik. 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 Who knows? Michik. <laughs> We're not going to read that again, so it doesn't no matter. <laughs> he is also recurring on the CW series The 100, where he plays the intense Vincent. Vincent. Mike Smith just finished <laughs> his first season on Arrow, where he plays the volatile Victor. Aha, uh-huh, okay. Uh, Mike starred in the critically acclaimed award-winning feature film Virtual Revolution, a dark futuristic movie about the technological revolution. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. He plays Shadow Agent Nash, for which he has garnered several Best Actor awards at various film festivals. Mm-hmm. He plays Agent Roth, a lead role in the movie Project Eden, and he was also in the blockbuster sequel Deadpool Two ah. and The Predator. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He has had lead roles on such television series as Stargate Universe. Okay, that's fun. Uh, Lethal Weapon, Criminal Minds, and Dark Matter. Uh Mike has also had recurring roles on ABC's Mistresses and Battlestar Galactica, Uh iZombie, and The Strain. Very nice. He can also be seen in the features released in the last couple of years called The Means War, This Means War, and Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Mm -hmm. So that dates this a little bit to about... Three, four years ago? Yep. Uh, Some of his other film credits include 300, Skin Trade, SWAT, White Noise, and Rollerball. Okay. Now, uh, he has actually played several different Jaffa and other types of soldiers 
in uncredited roles in previous SG-1 episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, my understanding is that he actually kind of began in like stunt work and then oh, morphed yeah, okay. into the acting world, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of cool. This is his first credited role for Stargate. Uh, he does actually have another credited role for SG-1, a couple in Atlantis, and then uh, we mentioned Stargate Universe before. Yep. His first IMDb credit came in 1997 in the TV series Viper. He played Emil in the episode Cat and Mouse. Aha, uh-huh. okay. And then just some other names to note. We've got Joey Oresco, Hiro Kanagawa, and Alan Gray, who play Mr. Parker, Mr. Wayne, and Mr. Kent, respectively. Yep, yep. mm-hmm. So. Yep. Um, and just so you know, Brent, those are references to uh, comic book uh, characters. Yeah. Although, wait, who's Parker? Oh, Peter. Yeah, yeah. Peter. Yeah. Now, I had, I had to, I, I couldn't go DC or Marvel, because two of them are DC and one of them is Marvel. Yes, that was half the reason why I was, you know, it's funny how the brain works, how it's like, okay, they, they, they all have to be in one or the other. It's like, no, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, the original air date for this episode was February 11, 2005. Uh-huh. In the UK, it was one month earlier on the 11th of January, 2005. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. in February, middle of February... Number one on the charts in the U.S. was still Let Me Love You by Mario. Uh-huh, okay. And in the U.K., they were listening to Eminem like toy soldiers. I have no idea. Like, I I was absolutely just listening to my, like, indie pop, indie rock stuff. Like, I had my, it was my own little, I had no, I didn't even know what this song is. Whatever. It's playing now. It's been playing ever since he started talking about it. Well, okay. So, yeah. you know, like Toy Soldiers, a little Eminem there. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm curious if that's chocolate or a peanut or a peanut butter uh-huh. or some other variety of Eminem. Okay. Maybe it's a crispy Eminem. I was going to go with salted caramel. Salted car- caramel. Yeah. Those are some of the newer ones. Yes. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> um. So number one in the box office was Hitch. Yeah, that's right. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, that's uh, that uh, buddy cop movie. Ah, well, okay. Number two is... No, it's not. Sorry. It's the dating one with uh, the one guy and the one guy. Anyway, I haven't seen it. doesn't matter. Sure. <laughs> Apparently, they were like toy soldiers. Yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> uh, number two is Boogeyman, which is not to be confused with the Boogeyman that just has recently come out or something like that. Uh-huh, yeah. Anyway, um, number three, Are We There Yet?, which is what you're all saying about this list. No, we're not. We have two more to go. <laughs> number four is Million Dollar Baby, and rounding out the top five is Pooh's Huffalump movie. Oh, Wow. Interesting. I had no idea. I mean, I guess, pe- yeah, back then we would, t- I would totally like watch children's movies. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, we parents, still watch. Parents took their kids to the movies. Yeah. No, I mean, th- th- now. That's what happens today. Sort I mean, of. But like what happens now is that like something like that comes out on some streaming service or whatever. And it's like super popular. Because <laughs> like, well. why go to the movies? <laughs> We've got All Bruce right. Heffalump movie right here. <laughs> there you go. Uh, what was happening at this time, aside from all of the other stuff? So, number yeah. uh, number one, on February 8th, a couple days before this episode airs, the leaders of both Palestine and Israel declare a truce in what many hope will be a new era of peace. Yeah. You know yeah. what did not happen? That. A new era of peace. Yeah. Because now, nearly 20 years later, we are still dealing with the same stuff. Same stuff. It, it's, it's a different verse. 
Yeah. That's the same tune. Yeah. Uh, on February 10, His Royal Highness Charles, Prince of Wales, now king, but he was prince Yes, then, yes. Uh, announces his engagement to Camilla Parker Bowles. Yep. So, congratulations. <laughs> Patron. This is so bad. Camilla, Queen Camilla, the patron saint of side pieces. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Oh, it's really bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, uh, returning to the United States on yeah. February 10, uh, Arthur Miller, uh, an American playwright who wrote Death of a Salesman in the Crucible. Uh-huh. Yes. He dies of heart failure, failure while battling bladder cancer at the age of 89. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, incidentally, I directed The Crucible uh, at my local Newton Community Theater. Yep. Uh, that would have been now. about four years ago. Yeah. Uh, and and I considered directing Death of a Salesman, and I decided to go with something else. Mm-hmm. Um, went with Misery that time. Yep. Uh, that was just a couple years ago. Yeah. Anyway, that, was- that's nothing to do with this, but everything to do with me. And, it was just last year. Was it Misery just last year? 22, I guess. Yeah, that's last year. It was just last year. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh my God, it wasn't that long ago. I just saw it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, on February 14, uh, Valentine's Day, Lebanon's uh-huh. former prime minister, Rafiq Hariri, is assassinated. No. Oh. Dude, don't do that on Valentine's Day. That's just rude. <laughs> just rude. Uh, anyway, it prompts the country to fall into chaos as a uh-huh. result. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big deal. Also on February 14, seven people are killed and 151 wounded in a series of bombings by suspected Al-Qaeda-linked militants that hit the Philippines, uh, the Philippines' Makati Financial District in Metro Manila, Davao City, and mm. General Santos City. Mm-hmm. So... Here again, it's Valentine's Day. Don't do dumb things like that. That's rude. 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 At least wait a day. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> uh, have, some, have some consideration. People. I know. Let them celebrate the holiday first. Silly. Okay. Uh, we got some trivia for this episode. Yeah. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, the name on the courier van is Makita Curios, yep. which is, of course, a nod to director Andy Makita. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the 76th appearance of Gary Jones, friend of the show, Yep. Um, on the series. And as of this episode, then, he becomes the guest actor with the most uh, appearances on SG-1. Okay. Prior to that, it was Terrell Rothery, yeah. um, who had 75. Yep. And now he takes this one and he takes that away from her. Yep. Rude. Rude. No, 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 no. no. We, like, we like Gary. <laughs> Oh, and anyway, we like Terrell Rothery too. It's we, a, we do. It's we a do shame. like Terrell Rothery. Yeah. We were very sad that that she died. Yeah, it was it was a sad panda day. Yeah, it sure was. Um, okay, when Doctor Jackson meets uh, Captain Daria Voronkova, she uh, intends to take him to a restaurant that serves sallow. Yeah. Now, sallow. Uh, Jackson says he's not too fond of that. Uh, sallow is described as an Eastern European dish that's sort of like bacon without the meat. So it's like just the wow. pure pig fat. Yeah, that's pretty intense. Um, it, uh, yeah. Uh, apparently in Ukraine, it's a very stereotypical food, uh, much like cheeseburgers are in the U.S. That, that's, I, that's what 
Yeah, I could I could be convinced. I could be convinced. You know, I I am one of those people that prefer the 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 meat section and the less fatty parts of bacon. Mm-hmm. Um, but if this is kind of like bacon without that, it just you know, I would be willing to give it a try. Yes, I might not like it. Oh well, that's that's yes. But I would, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to guarantee I'm going to like it. Yeah, yeah, but I'd give it a try. Sure. All right. So, uh, this episode in other languages is mostly full alert. The French, uh-huh. the Italian, the Spanish, the Hungarians all call it full alert. The Czech and the Germans call it confrontation. Yeah. Which yep. that works too. Yes, it sure does. All right. That's what I have. I'm ready for the synopsis when you are. Okay. Let's dive right. into the synopsis. All right. Previously on Stargate SG-1. Do you remember former VP Kinsey? He's yes. bad. Yes. He got in bed with the trust. Yes. And the trust, they're bad too. Yes. And they wanted to kill all the Guawuld with symbiote poison, uh, which I guess is fine, but they were not concerned with collateral damage because if you were a Jaffa, they'd kill you. If you were a Tok'ra, they'd kill you too. They just didn't care. All right. Yep. So they're bad guys. Now, the good guys almost caught the bad guys, but the bad guys escaped in an Al-Kesh that they stole from Osiris. Yeah. And so, okay, that's that's probably good enough for the previous. And now. Okay, okay. O'Neill returns home from a grocery run to discover that someone has broken into his house. Rude. 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 Now, he puts his groceries down. Hopefully there isn't anything frozen in that bag because he's totally going to forget about it in just a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Aw, nuts. My ice cream. (laughs) My my, my ice cream. My cabbages. (laughs) My cabbages. Uh, for all of you Avatar fans, you understand that reference. And by Avatar, I don't mean that silly thing with the blue people. I'm talking about no. Avatar, the, abend- the last airbender. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, O'Neill pulls out his handgun and quietly enters the house. Yes. Oh, look, it's Kinsey. Should I shoot him? Eh, you know, white meat, dark meat. It's, 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 it's a thing. Ah! The general is keeping all his options open. For his part, Kinsey has come to Jack for help. The Trust is going to do something really, really bad and likely kill Kinsey in the process, and the SGC has got to stop them. Okay. At the SGC, Carter suggests they use Kinsey to spy on the Trust. They tag him and put a wire on him with a cool uh, button cam and a microphone, and they send him into the wolves. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Trust. Mm -hmm. Anyway, (laughs) Kinsey doesn't like the idea, but he has no choice because, you know, as as, as O'Neill says, if you don't do what they want... They'll kill you. If you don't do what we want, we'll let them. Wow. Yeah. Dark. Yeah. All right. Now, Sam and her team follow Kinsey and uh, follow Kinsey and the Trust to a mansion. Misters Kent, Parker, and Wayne have something they want to give to Kinsey. That's nice. They want to share. They want to give him presents. He gets scared. I mean, come on. It's presents. Who doesn't like presents? And this is, of course, I, the moment when all the bad guys jam the tracking equipment of the good guys. Yep. The team rushes in only to find an empty mansion. The trust, alas, has beamed away again. Dang it. Rude. Rude. <laughs> Time to start looking for that Alcash again that's in space. Tilk heads to the Prometheus for that task. Carter begins working on a program that will help them detect the cloaked ship so that instead of one in a million, it's one in 10,000 chance. You know, uh-huh. that's actually significantly improved. That is. It's an improvement. 
Now, Daniel plans to pick up his dry cleaning, but then O'Neill sends him to Russia. Something has happened, and the Russians have gotten all spooked, and now they're on a heightened level of alert or something. I mean, come on. Anyway, in Moscow, Jackson meets with his liaison officer, Captain Dario Voronkova. She takes him to meet with the Russian defense minister, General Kisilev. But before they arrive, Jackson is arrested and accused of being a ghoul and of participating in an assassination attempt on the general. Well, that's not good. That's 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 a lot. Jackson's blood work proves that he's not a ghoul But then they also show him a recording of a captured Kinsey who is a ghoul No, no. Oh, yes. Colonel Chekhov arrives at the SGC to assist in navigating this international crisis that is brewing. Carter theorizes that when the Trust were forced to flee the solar system way back when, uh, they were captured by the Gulwuld, and now they are the Gulwuld. No, no! Because the Gulwuld are going to use them, oh yes, to try to compromise Earth politics, uh, you know, so that the Tauri can destroy themselves. Because, mm-hmm. you know, from the Gulwuld perspective, that would be a good thing. So... So far, their plan seems to be working. So if you're on Team Gulawuld, you're celebrating this moment. Yep. Now, the Russians believe that the U.S. government has been compromised. And also, the Chinese are on high alert because, yeah, this is all bad news. Bad, bad news. Yep. Now, back in Moscow, Jackson is released, which is good. Yes. But the Russians still don't trust him, which is bad. Voronkova helps Jackson interrogate Gulawuld Kinsey. Mm-hmm. You will never know. You will die never knowing the true depth of our plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, mm-hmm. So you have a hidden agenda. Cool. <laughs> just, just taking notes. That's all. Just, you just, just keep talking. Yeah, you just, yeah. During the interrogation, Russian troops enter, presumably with the intent to kill both Kinsey and Jackson. But our intrepid archaeologist has a secret locator beacon on him. Activating it, he and Kinsey are beamed safely to the Prometheus. Hooray! Hooray! Now, the threat of nuclear destruction grows. Carter's research discovers something interesting. Russia's defense minister, you know, the one who seems to be calling all the shots in Moscow at this point in time, may actually be a ghoul. You know, mm-hmm. something about having glasses and not wearing glasses and gal- glo- gal- glo- glaucoma yeah. and, and, and stuff. Yep. You know, I mean, yep. sure. Now... How can we convince the Russian president of all of this? Hmm. The Alkesh attacks the Prometheus. There is a scuffle. Yes, I said it. There is a scuffle. <laughs> you heard me. A scuffle. A scuffle. <laughs> Kinsey escapes, transports himself to the Alkesh, and then kills one of the Google Trust guy. You know, the guy who used to be Jennings, but now he's the Google Jennings. Yeah, yeah. And, and then he seems to disappear. We don't know where he went. Yep. Finally, the Prometheus gets a good shot on the Alkash and blows it up. Kaboom! Now, Chekhov helps O'Neill get a direct line to the Russian president. Mm-hmm. And O'Neill then explains the situation to the Russian president and sends all the relevant documentation. Remember, kids... Always document your work. Yes. It's important. Yes. I failed a class in high school because I didn't understand what documenting my work meant. Now, to be fair, my teacher at that point in time was also a jerk. Well, but, yeah, but uh, there's been there's been more than a few real life pickles that have been that I've had uh, avoided because of documentation. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah yep. Yep. Document your work, uh, especially when you're dealing with insurance agents. 
Yeah. yeah anyway, anyway, anyway. So the SGC has done what they can. They 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 gave their presentation. They sent their documentation in. Yep. Whether we are all destroyed uh, with nukes and stuff is up to the Russian president and what he decides uh-huh. and what he can implement. Everyone breathes a sigh of relief when they receive word that the Russians are standing down. Whew. Whew. Global thermal nuclear war has been averted. The great game of chicken has come to an end. Yeah. Oof. The end. The end. All right, Brent. Yeah. Full alert. Yeah. What'd you think? Ah, uh, hmm. I, th- boy, this, ha- this is another episode where there's a lot going on. It seems like there's a lot going on. And boy, we have some twists and turns in here. So Kinsey's now a ghouled and he's not dead. Can't tell me he's dead. We didn't see him leave. I, though, I can we? tell you his de- he's dead. No, he's not. We, we didn't see him leave. No, I, I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying oh. that I can tell you. Oh, it I is see. possible for me to tell you. Yes. Yes. That's true. That's true. Where'd he go? I didn't. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Because um, he's totally going to be back. Uh, and he's a ghoul now. Now, the, 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 the twist or the, the explanation that the, when the trust fled... <laughs> They got captured, and now they're no longer the trust, but like now the untrust. Like, I, <laughs> like you know, that's 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 fine, that's okay. But like, I'm not particularly happy about that necessarily because they took the NID and they were like, well, but the NID kind is now sort of good with Woolsey. Are we gonna see Woolsey again soon? I hope so. And um, uh, we will see Woolsey again. I don't recall specifically when we see him speaking again. Speaking of documentation, like. Uh, he the, is the master of documentation. That's right. And remember when I said I'm on Team Woolsey? Like, there's a reason. There's a reason for that. Anyway. Um, uh, Brent right, so, is also on Team Documentation. Yes. Yes. That is also very true. I like my documents. Um, anyway, so, yeah. So, so, so they took the NID and they were like, well, we got to make them bad again. So let's have a spinoff. Well, these guys kind of stink. Let's kill them. <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm not I'm not necessarily pleased about this development per se, but okay, fine, here we are. I didn't really care about the trust anyway, so you know, fine, let's let's spice them up a little bit. And now it doesn't even matter. Like we killed them off to make them ghouled, and now they're just dead end. They're just like dead. They're dead dead. <laughs> like, like, but you know, who maybe there's other like me- former members of I don't know. Like t- t- whatever. That's just getting kind of weird and convoluted. But whatever. Gould Kinsey is out there. Like and apparently there's a deep plan, I guess. Oh, I just triggered Siri. Okay. Oh, good. I, I think I caught her. Anyway, um, apparently there's a big plan that he's not alluding to, which is what you say when you don't have a plan. Like, there's that. Um, and he's on the loose and he's a ghoul now. Like, that's, that's, there's a lot in there. But on the other hand, this really felt like a whole lot of, you know, much ado about nothing. Not nothing, nothing. Like, but by the time we got to the end of it, nothing much happened other than Kinsey becoming a Gould. Like that's kind of big. We have the United States and the, and the Russian militaries get real close to, to blowing each other up and then back down. Oh, but, true. but what's the, like, I guess I just have to put a bow on it. Like the Gould infiltration of the Russians. That's kind of a, that, that they kind of left that one out there. Didn't they? I wonder if they're going to come back and revisit that or not. So there's there's something, I guess. Um, but at least within the pacing of the story and within the kind of the, the telling of it, it was 
telegraphed that there's nothing to worry about anymore. Like, oh, thank goodness. We 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 had a bad thing and now we don't really have to worry about that part. Kinsey's still out there, but we don't have to worry about the get the Gould infiltration. Well, yeah, we kind of like how many were infiltrated and how do they whatever. I maybe I'll find out, maybe I won't. Um so, you know, how, what do I feel about this one? I I I was enthralled. I was paying close attention throughout the whole thing. There were a lot of moving pieces. Um, and, and putting, keeping them all together, you know, that was, that was definitely taking some attention and I I wasn't, that's not a bad thing, but then we got to the end of it and mm, there's development and it's interesting, but there's also a lot of non-development or just like reset to zero in a sense, or at least it felt like it. So that was a lot of, that was a lot of hubbubaloo just to get Kinsey to be a gould and out there on the loose, you know? I don't know. I'm kind of, I still, I guess I'm still kind of mulling it over. So, um, yeah, because I was so engaged with the story itself and kind of trying to keep track of it and, 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 and engaging with it in that way, I don't know if there was any, anything other than just the story as presented. I don't, I didn't catch if there was any insinuation or any, uh, question. I don't, you know, I don't think there was any questions that were being asked, like, you know, no, no philosophical question, you know, nothing like that. I'm just uh-huh, uh-huh. acknowledging like, oh, you know, actually I was, I was really closely paying attention. I was also slightly distracted trying to figure out if, uh, you know, a couple of this, of the locations that were being used when they were driving places were the same location where like Seth had his compound and there was another one where they used the same little road. You know what I mean? I was doing that thing, which is not helpful, but, um, uh, yeah, so I mean, I guess I don't have a whole lot of an opener on this one. I'm curious to see if uh, I'm definitely curious to see where the Gould Kinsey thing goes. If it goes anywhere, I think it will. Okay. Uh, I'm uh, disappointed that the trust seemed to be just gone and done with, but you know, whatever. I'm not going to lose too much sleep over that. And the whole like military thing was a diplomacy thing that was definitely interesting while it was happening, but now it's done and it feels. Like I can forget about it, which again, that's that's a lot of energy to expend on something that I'm about to forget about, unless it comes back, which brings it back to the Russian Gould problem. So maybe there is something in there. So yeah, those are my first thoughts. I don't really know how to feel. So what about you, Zach? What do you, what do you think about this episode? So um, let's 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 kind of work through some of this. I mean, overall, uh-huh. I I kind of you know this is an episode where you just kind of you, you jump on the roller coaster at the beginning. Because you see O'Neill enter his house with a gun. Yes. And then you see Kinsey there. And we yes. all love to hate Kinsey. And yes. we all really love that Ronnie Cox is a great actor. And he and RDA acting against each other uh, is really fun to watch. Yes. So we jump on that band track wagon and we just keep going for it. Um, now, the trust, formerly the corrupt versions of the NID, NID over the course of eight seasons, we've seen this uh, mutate and change and adapt and all of this stuff. Yep. It is safe to say that whatever the trust, you know, whatever, it's like Hydra, right? You can kill off one head and yes. another head will grow back. Um, uh, you know, so whatever that villainous element within, uh, within U.S. Uh, government and now potentially global government. Yep. Uh, it, it's still there, even though we stopped this head. Right. We we yes. won this day, but it's it's certain that that uh, 
this element is still around. Okay, so this was this was like a column, not the whole organization. Well, I mean, none of that is given in this yeah. episode, right? Yeah. But if you take a step back and look at everything that we have experienced so far, and I'm not even looking at what's coming next. I'm just sure. taking everything that's come so far. It's safe to assume that that whatever this uh, thread underlying the trust is is still there. Do you think that the did, did Carter put this? So I, I was kind of in real life distractions were happening when Carter was laying down her theory about what was going on. So I might have missed this. Um, I assumed that those four guys were the trust. And then I'm forgetting. No, no, there were others. And I'm now remembering about some of the others. Um, and do we think that the trust was infiltrated? And let me rephrase that. I thought the trust was replaced, right? Not infiltrated. Flat out replaced. They're done. And you're telling me, no, no, there's more to it. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, there's more to it. Well, I'm, uh, I, I'm saying there's more to the trust, whether they yes. are, whether they were the trust infiltrated or the trust not infiltrated. Yeah. I'm not specifying that, but there's more yeah. to the trust. And, and yeah, that question was less about, like, did I think this was going to be answered now? It was more to go, oh, wait a minute, there might be more interesting things ahead for this storyline. I mean, so keep in mind, you remember the episode when um, O'Neill is accused of assassinating Kinsey? Yes. Fact, right? Uh, we meet... I don't remember. They didn't call themselves the trust then. No, they but were, it was that boardroom of people. This is a boardroom of people, right? And they were very successful at basically arresting all of those people. Yes. Uh, and yet... Oh, yeah. Um, the core of whatever this insidious quality is, is still there. And whatever that insidious quality is, it developed into the trust. See, I think, though, this is why storytelling then, uh, serialized storytelling needs to have singular named bad guys because while what you're saying makes total sense like and i you know it's fine i'm 100 willing to go along with this for sure i'm realizing that part of my confusion was that i thought i was seeing like successor operations like complete and holistically different so it's just yet another try at creating a bad an earth-based bad guy right as i was complaining mm. about before like the NID, then they kind of started stop being bad, and so they had to create the trust, right? And so no, but but you know, if it's Lex Luthor, right? If you kept seeing him come by over and over again, you'd be like, oh, it's Lex again, right? You know, so then you know that continuity would be there, which is what I'm realizing. Oh, I'm kind of missing. I'm missing the continuity part. It's sure. there. You're telling it's me, and I'm, oh, okay, all right, okay, I can see it, but it wasn't it wasn't plain as the nose on my face, and I think I kind of needed it a bit more plain. Yeah, I mean, they they did. They have mentioned um, at different times and kind of throwaway lines that talk about the the singular thread that is woven through these different organizations as yeah. they come and go. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's conceivable. Uh, now I'm entering into the realm of uh, hypothetical. Yeah. Um, you know, it's conceivable that uh, some of these different organizations are ostensibly different yeah right now the nid was a civilian uh quasi military branch of the u.s government that had then a rogue element on top of it yeah um and then we also have a group of businessmen who have heard about uh 
the Stargate program and want to manipulate that for its own benefits. Yeah. Are they two separate groups or are they, you know, is one developing in the other? Do I mean, it, it, it's hard to tell for sure. Yeah. Um, it, it, it makes sense to me that these are groups that, um, I mean, I, I tend to think about what, who, what are the, the forces and the powers that be, you know, the, that, that drive these things, the mm-hmm. impulses that drive them. And even if they're separate organizations, the impulses are still there. Yeah. And, you know, and that's part of what makes it so insidious is that I can eliminate this group, but the impulses behind that group are still there. They still exist in other people. And if I just destroy this group here, some other group that has that same impulse now can take up that space. Mm-hmm. Is it a different organization? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, maybe technically it is, but it's also the same bad guy. Yeah. Because the bad guy isn't the people per se, it's the forces behind them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and frankly, we see the same thing happening on a galactic scale with the Gua'uld and the system lords, right? Uh, and, and the Tok'ra pointed out, you just kill system lord after system lord after system lord, and what happens? You just create a vacuum, and another even worse system lord yes. fills its place. Yep. Um, you know, the system lords change, but the system of the Gua'uld, and now I'm, you know, that's different than system lords, right? Yes. Just, you know, the system remains, yeah. and it just continues to bubble. Um, and so the question is, how do you, how do you uh, cut off the system? How do how do you stop that from from doing that? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so far, at least in the Stargate realm, we haven't figured that out. We haven't figured that out. To be fair, in the realm of real life, whatever we mean by real life, haven't figured that out either. Yeah, no, I mean that makes that makes a lot of sense. I'm I'm still I'm still somewhat sticking to my guns because. Um, you know, when I sit down to watch a television show, sometimes I need, uh, sometimes I need some things to be spelled out. Uh, th- it's it's not. We haven't established. Um, I'm trying to think of like a comparable show where like you have to pay attention to every piece of the conversational puzzle in order to kind of keep on track. I, I seem to remember that like seasons one and two of House of Cards, uh, that. You know Netflix's first go at making their own television show with um, mm. Kevin Spacey and others in it. Uh, I seem to recall that that you know you kind of had to really pay attention to the dialogue. Like that was the point. It was a it was a right. show about uh, intrigue in government, and every now and again there was action, but usually not. And so if you missed what was said about a thing, then then you were you were on the back foot, and. Uh, therefore you were on the hunt to find connections anywhere you could get them. And I'm not really used to Stargate being that kind of a show. So when, when the rogue NID kind of got squished a bit and and you're right, like the the little, the lower S system, lowercase S system of, of what that desire represented was still around that hadn't been quashed. And therefore it, it came back as, as uh, it, something else. It was something else before it was the trust. I can't remember what it was in the middle there, but um, you know, the guys mm-hmm. around the table didn't call themselves a trust. They called themselves, I don't know what the firm, the, the 
something i don't remember it the dudes the dudes they were they took they called themselves the dudes yeah and um right and so i wasn't on the hunt to see the connection explicitly even though as we're talking about it it's like obvious but i i was assuming these were storytelling devices where they were where one version of home homegrown bad guy wasn't working out very well or they just kind of tied the they 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 painted the story into a bit of a pickle. And so they just tried it again with a different name. And so, <laughs> and that's where I was just like, ah, oh, here we go again. Like, you know, no, no, no. It's, it's probably, a, it's a bit more like that. It's, it's a bit more. So I, I would say that, um, both are true. No. Okay. I mean, so like house of cards, I've not actually seen house of cards, so yeah. I could be, you know, but you know, that idea of everything is important and you have to really pay attention to everything yeah. uh, or you're going to miss something that's going to come back. Um, that works for a very serialized show like that. Yes. But it's also not true to life. Oh, Life yeah. is not that um, intertwined. Yeah, that's why, that's why those shows are really interesting. It's, it's fun to think that life can be so, so, so that, that you could be a watchmaker in your own life. Right. But then you get something like Stargate, which which uh, kind of does two things, right? We fumble in the dark and we just move forward because why else? Can, what else can we do? Yeah. And then when you take a moment, which we are doing at this moment, to reflect back, then you can kind of see the strings and how they connect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so whether, whether the writers intended it or not, it's hard to tell. Yeah. Um. I. Uh, but when you look back at the story that is told, you can see that there is this thread of system underneath that that plays a definitive role in all of these different things. Uh. And that's faithful to the way life works. Hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Let's see here. Other things that uh I, I appreciated about this episode or not. Um. Um, I don't know. I I really, I, I really love uh Kinsey. Uh, uh, well, I I don't like Kinsey, but right. I like Ronnie Cox yes. as Kinsey. Yes, and um, you know, just him playing against uh O'Neill. I thought that scene. It was a long scene, but it was really cool. Yep. Uh, it was a good one. Um, it was nice to see Richard Dean Anderson again for a lengthy period of time. Yeah, it was. Yes, uh, I agree. We, you know, the, the first half and a little bit of this season, we haven't seen much of him because yep. we, we've, we've had those, those conversations. We already know that. Um, and it's worth noting that we are coming to the point in the series or in this season where uh, they have basically banked up their RDA time. Uh-huh. <laughs> So we are going to see more of Richard Dean Anderson over the next few episodes. Oh, good. The last quarter of this season. Um, he's going to be in much more of it than he was in the first three quarters of it. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad for that. Um, and, and I understand the reasoning for, for it. Um, but to have him there and not be able to fully utilize him and kind of, you know... Uh, it's it's created a definite um a tonal shift in the show. Yes. Yeah. Um and it's not not bad or or good per se. It just is. Yeah. Um it, 
but it is missing uh, some of that je ne sais quoi. Je of, ne sais quoi. Yeah, I know. Look at that. Um, uh, of of the previous seasons there. Yeah. Um, and so as we come to the conclusion of season eight, um, we're, we're, we're ramping up our uh, time with RDA. So we're going to see more of that. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's a good thing. Good. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't really have, yeah, I, I mean. Uh, there, there's, it's a, overall, I think it's a good episode. Yeah. Uh, it, it holds my attention. Yeah. Throughout. Said, yes. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I was engaged through the whole yeah. thing. Very engaged. Oh, one, thing I, one thing I wanted to mention also is is uh, you know we stopped uh, this branch of the trust. Uh, right. Kinsey is still out there, probably, um, and they they have discovered that there is a Gould infiltration into the Russian government. Yep. Um, but just because you caught this one does not mean that there aren't potentially more in either the Russian or Chinese or even American government. Yeah. So these are all questions that um, while this crisis was averted, uh, the Guawuld infiltrating Earth is now a problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we've uh, dialed that thing right back up. Like, yeah. instead of being, which I, I like better, like them being, the Guawuld being like, like, uh, it makes a degree of sense. They were that their their hubris was just beyond just palatable, and it was almost it was absolutely mock worthy. Uh, the the I'm still thinking back. Uh, boy, I can't remember. Oh, it was the Knox. I'm still thinking back to, <laughs> um, uh, uh, oh God, Apophis. Apophis. And, uh, you know, him walking around, (laughs) he's walking around with what, two Jaffa guards? I think think he had three, like, like walking around in trails, like being able to get ambushed by our, like, you know, plucky heroes. (laughs) I mean, our plucky heroes do it badly, but (laughs) I I mean, like it was, it was was just like, what, what is this? Like, and so now though, like the, the notion that they are, um, Attempting to worm their way back into power on that—that makes sense. Yeah, it's it fits with the notion of them being just backstabby to all get out. It fits with the motif of their visual style. They look like wormy snakes, so let them behave like snakes. Like, which is unfair to snakes. I'm sorry, snakes. You got snakes. You you you're good, but. Snakes but, have gotten a raw end of the deal since the very beginning. But metaphor since the very beginning. <laughs> oh, anyway, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah. Like uh, this. This fits. This fits that they would be trying to do this like this. 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 This is a threat. Like them showing up with their big ships and then getting blown out of the sky. We've done that a few times. But them sneaking in and trying to get us, us to blow ourselves up. That. Sounds like a Gould strategy. Yeah. So we've definitely seen um, the the Gould develop and evolve over the series. Yes. Right. I mean, when when we're dealing with the Knox and we have Apophis and his three goons uh, <laughs> yeah. wandering through the trails of British Columbia. Yeah, for no reason. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, in in season one, that was that's all we had in terms of the development of of yes. the Gua Wuld. Yes. Uh, you know, that's all the writers had. That's all 
the 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 show had um and now over the seasons we've we've developed that uh we've given them uh you know the 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 Gua world as a species yeah. has evolved and changed and developed and we know more about them and now we can get a much uh much more three-dimensional or much richer experience of the Gua world um both as individuals and as a species. Yep. Um, I mean, in this one, it was mostly just on the species level because none of these particular Gua worlds uh, mattered. Well, and I'm suddenly thinking of the... Uh, Ferengi, there's the word. I'm thinking of the Ferengi from season one of Next Gen versus like what season four of ds9 sure, was it three or four yeah. where the grand nagus like that whole storyline and not uh, and uh uh quark's mom you know the whole thing it was great sure, yep. it was great but like it was just this huge change of you know of what to think about these characters right yeah when we first meet the ferengi in star trek there are these goblins that bounce around and yes. are more or less ineffective yes um and then when we get to Deep Space Nine, we definitely develop the that that race, that species, um, and and uh, they become three dimensional as a as a culture, as a as community, people. as yeah. a species. Yep. Um, and and there's much more to it, uh, which gives everybody in that um much greater depth. Yep. Just right off the bat. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. So th- th- I, this is fun. I I, I didn't I. I'm glad. I'm glad for the conversation. This is definitely helping my Chevron rating for sure. But you know, hey, I mean, it was starting. It 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 wasn't all conversation. I mean, like I said, I was invested. It was just yeah. curious. It was, it was very curious after I was got done watching it. But glad glad for the conversation. All right. Well, I think I don't have anything more to add at this point in time. Yep. So, um, you said that the conversation affected your Chevrons. Yep. So now it's time to see in what way. Yeah. So. I'm curious about where this is going to go. I think that there's a couple of threads that didn't get that, that are loose right now that I think are kind of, that might be kind of fun. Uh, Gould Kinsey kind of fascinating. What's going to happen there. That's kind of fun. Uh, thanks for kind of talking me through the trust, et cetera, et cetera. Like, you know, did the trust get infiltrated? Don't know. What's mm-hmm. the situation with the Russian government? Are, did they eradicate all of the, all of the Gould in there? Don't know. Are we so confident that the U S government isn't affected? Mm, like mm. right how deep does this go so i'm hoping that we get some 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 goodness there that that sounds fun um i enjoyed the performances quite a lot i definitely enjoyed a little more rda time there's there's just no there's no replacing richard dean anderson not really um and yeah i had a fun time with this one i'm gonna give it a five uh when i first watched it i was between a three and a four but you know like i think yeah i i I liked it. I'm not like Gaga over it. So I think a five is a good choice for me. Five out of seven. So what about yeah. you? How many chuckles um, do you give it? You know, um, it's a story that engages me, right? I mean, yep. it's it's not high action or anything like that, um, which, you know, sometimes is okay. Yep. Um, it's it's a story that that develops things that have come before um, and those things that are developed here um, become a launching point for future things. Uh-huh. Um, uh, that's not a spoiler. 
<laughs> that, that was vague. That was plenty vague. Yeah. <laughs> there are things here that um, become launching points for other things. Hmm. Yeah. Like a story. <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, if there's any spoiler in that, it's that uh, this isn't a story that just, you know, uh, this isn't a dead branch that ends. Yes. Right? And that's good. Right? That, that makes me feel good. Yeah. It, it keeps going. Um. You know, we got to see more RDA. Ronnie Cox is always fun to to watch and uh, just see him do his craft. Uh, I thought that uh, from an acting point of view, his his uh, the difference between Kinsey and Gua Wold, uh, his mannerisms, yeah, uh, were similar and different, which was just perfect. Yep, for me, um, it's not an episode that just blows me out of the water. Um, it doesn't, you know set off a nuclear explosion in my brain yeah <laughs> uh, which i guess is a good thing yes um i think i think that you're spot on i think this is a five okay all right yeah okay um i do have some uh some predictions from Facebook. yes okay are you ready yes i am ready all right we are going to start with sean hi sean sean says hi i'm sean hudson and welcome back to Walking Through the Stargate's <laughs> exclusive coverage of SG-1's 168th episode entitled Full Alert. Uh-huh. Today's episode is sponsored by Heineken. Warning, <laughs> yes. we're under new management. Yes. And the proof that we've got Code Red and James Bond's secret belt. Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> getting the James Bond reference. Somebody is, though. Somebody's getting yeah. that reference. So, well, he's got the secret belt with this stuff. Anyway. Teal'c is following. Oh right, the, the belt. He wants his right. other belt back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he got never the code does. red word, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's right. Yep, yep. Okay. Teal'c is following in the ice cream truck to avoid suspicion before stopping at the largest house in the rural area undetectable I by satellites. So too. Yes, I know. <laughs> Our sci-fi favorite hero Kanagawa blinks twice to show his approval. Then clear. Yeah, they're, they're they're gone. Now. How did Kinsey get to Russia so fast? Let's send Daniel to Moscow. But first, let's begin search pattern alpha, then cut to English-speaking Daniel Jackson only. Solo yeah. time! Yes. English equivalent uh, would be white pudding, I believe. Oh, okay. Okay, I did. Sure. DEFCON 2 time! Red and orange. Are we full alert? We know. Nope. But uh, do we have a ring platform on Prometheus t- t- taking us to six chevrons from Brent and five and a half from Zach? <laughs> but we that's... do. We do have a ring platform. Yes, that was very uh, close. If that's the prediction, that's very close. That, that's very close. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have Paul. Hi, Paul. Says He says, welcome back. I'm on season three. I'll be caught up before I know it. Aha. So, Good. Paul, welcome to this little world we call. I was gonna Walking say, I don't Stargate. think I've recognized Paul before. So, yeah, yeah, know. I think he's a new, new one, new contributor, uh, and uh, new contributor. And uh, you know, so if you're in season three, and you know, you just plowing through this, we'll see you in like a few months. Yes, so, congratulations, welcome. And then we have Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Kevin says, "Hi, Zach. Hi, Brent. Don't like this one, but still in the Philippines, so no access to the DVDs." So no notes this week. I'll be back for the next one, though. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, enjoy your time in the Philippines. Yes. And uh, we'll see you when you get back. Yep. All right. So, Zach, we got some stuff on the Discord, but uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good sport, and I haven't scrolled any further. We got, we got JD. Hi, JD. Hi, JD. But he says that there might be some spoilers, and I, might sh- I, I should check in with you. So 
I think you need to be reading these. So I'm gonna okay. I'm just gonna ignore the Discord. I'm gonna close it. Okay. And you you go you go to town. All right. So JD begins by saying this may be a bit spoilery. All right. Uh, I feel like Mean Girls, where SG-1 is trying to make the goo world happen, and they're not going to happen. <laughs> Quit trying to make goo world happen. <laughs> um, he says, I always thought the episode was kind of lackluster. Uh-huh. The fact that the storyline of the trust is so all over the place may color that, though. Uh-huh. I'll say three and a half for me yeah. and Zach. Yeah, okay. I can see Brent giving it a five, thinking you the story it. is going to go somewhere ah. uh, <laughs> fresh or fetch. Uh, but it's, yeah. <laughs> hey, JD, Zach just told me the story was going to go somewhere, all right? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right. So then we have Jen. Hi, Jen. Jen says, hi, guys. I hope you're doing well. Let's get this prediction rolling, shall we? Yeah. Not much time this week, so Kevin's note form idiots. <laughs> we're just going to, everyone's just going to start like pulling in bullet points. Like- there you go. <laughs> Number one, I guess we've already mentioned the Heineken advertisement at the beginning. Yes. Yeah. Number two, the positive. I just love Jack's place. It looks so cozy. Uh-huh. By the way, that house is actually like a real house that people live in. Yes, that they keep going to all the time. That they keep going to. And so every time they go, they have to, you know, get permission and then kick everybody out, yeah. reset things, yeah. shoot the stuff, yeah. and then they can move back into their own yeah. home. Yes. Um, but that'd be kind of cool. You know, if that was my house, uh, that would be a headache, <laughs> but I would also think it's fun. All right. Anyway, uh, back to Jen. Number three, kind of weird seeing our younger cast on screen after meeting them two weeks ago. Sweet and surreal. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, for, for those of you who aren't aware, Jen was at a uh, comic convention. Uh, right. Um, Sorry. A couple in, uh, in Germany. Yes. Yes. And so she actually got to meet uh, RDA yep. and, and Michael Shanks and, yep. and Amanda Tapping. Amanda Tapping. And, of course, they're their age now, which is yes. 20 years almost older than what they were on screen here. Yes. And so there you go. That's number yep. one. Number four, The Negative. It is such a forgettable episode. Mm. I watched it two weeks ago and had to reread the summary today because it left so little an impression on me. Mm. To quote a very important man, ergo, boring. (laughs) Uh-huh, okay. (laughs) Um, Take it that I'm in the minority a little bit on this one then. You know. I'm apparently in the minority. (laughs) I don't find it that boring. I mean, it's not like super duper exciting, but it's not boring. Anyway, all in all, (laughs) she she continues, full alert certainly didn't have me alerted at all, which is more due to my personal reasons than the episode itself. Yeah. It's a three out of seven chevrons for me. For Brent and Zach, most earthbound episodes tend to fall on the lower end of the scale. Yeah. Knowing our agent of chaos, the aforementioned statement means nothing, though. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Not sorry. (laughs) Uh, I'm still going with my gut feeling that this one will be a middling three out of seven from Brent. Yeah. And a three and a half from Zach. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it definitely started that way. That's for sure. Yeah. Drifted up. Um, Yeah. Uh, I I would just like to point out, uh, you know, so when I was learning German in high school, by yeah. the way, I don't know German anymore. 
Yes. Uh, I didn't really know it in the first place in high school, but let's, let's, anyway. Details, details. Details, details. Um, uh, my understanding, and I'm seeing this here, is that uh, in terms of numbers, uh, commas and periods are switched yes. in German than they are in, in English. Yes. So, you know, Jen puts a 3 comma 5 for yes. 3.5 yes. Uh, instead of 3, you know, we would just a period there. Yep. Um, and so I remember trying to do a money exercise and I was given like a card that had three comma five on it or something like that. I don't yeah. remember what the numbers were. It doesn't mean, yeah. but, but I couldn't figure out what the heck was going on, uh, because I hadn't remembered what was, you know, the, the difference with the commas and the periods and, yes. and such. And it was just so out of context for me. Uh, I got confused and, and everything <laughs> went downhill from there with German. <laughs> My and learning you, of German. And then you authorized a $3,000 purchase, and they're like, what? No! <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had $3,500. No, you had three and a half. <laughs> well, so the problem was, it was just three comma five. Yeah, sure. I mean, if it were three comma five zero zero, I would have yes. understood that. Yes, yes. That so is the confusion. I, yes. I didn't even know what to do. It's like, what? <laughs> this, this is a nonsensical number. <laughs> this, is, this, this format is all wrong. We're in irrational number territory. That's right. <laughs> How can you do that with money? <laughs> oh, go talk to the banks. I'll tell you all about irrational money. Okay. In any case, <laughs> those are the predictions on on uh, yes on uh, Discord. The discords, and I thank will you. add a thus. Oh, yes. Thanks. Endeth. Yeah. The predictions. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna throw everybody for a loop with having you put that on there. I know. You're like what? What's going on? Zach, the generally unavailable, ended the predictions. <laughs> All did right. Brent, did Brent lose his fingers? What's going on? Probably. All <laughs> right. We do have some uh, emails. Yes. Okay. Let me see what we've got here. Um, that we'll start with Ed. Hi, Ed. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen this episode, and I haven't had time to rewatch it. So. I'm going to use this opportunity to provide a bad prediction as a means to okay. sneak in the suggestion for your 200th episode. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Okay. I predict Brent will give it a four and Zach will give close. it a four and a half. Yes. Very close. Yes. All right. For your 200th episode, you two should record and upload a video episode to YouTube, but instead of featuring your normal corpor corporeal selves, yeah. you should use marionette effigies of yourselves oh. to perform a satirical version of a Walking Through the Stargate oh. episode. I, I don't know if I have the capacity to make a marionette of myself, but if you wanted a sock puppet, I could probably do that. <gasps> sock puppets! Oh, this is a good idea! Okay. Uh, well, I'd we like have this idea. A, a thread of an idea for a 200th episode. Uh, keep the ideas coming. Send yes. them via email. Preferably, and uh, maybe we'll put this together in a fashion that would work. Well, you know how um, you know how for our hundredth we ask people to, to 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 give us audio clips. Yes, you know maybe for our two hundredth we ask people to make sock puppets, <laughs> send in video clips, and we all stitch it together. <laughs> <laughs> so I love this idea, <laughs> and 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 you know, and I don't know for sure if it's going to work out, but Brent, we'd have had this conversation that we had talked about. Uh, for the 200th, doing some sort of video cast yes, that's as right. a special thing. Yes. Uh, we hadn't nailed that down, but 
here we go. Uh, it's, you know, and maybe not necessarily like a full episode, you know, an hour and some of sock puppets. That seems a little much, but you know, like, well, no. So like, like, like we can each see, here's the beauty of, of, of film is that I can use my arm as a sock puppet and I can have a conversation with myself. (laughs) And here's also the beauty of film. We can, we can record uh, maybe about 15 minutes and just keep looping it over and over. <laughs> My sock puppet is looking at you with a, 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 a mm, type of face. Saying, what are you doing? <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! This we this might work. This okay. This is not a guarantee. However, I think this is a hilarious idea. So I'm going to brew on making this, try to make this thing happen. That's a, right. that's a good so, idea. So, so what that means, dear listener, is, is start thinking about how you want to make your sock puppets. Yes. Um, and we will <laughs> let you know. Um, I mean, this is what, episode 178. So yes. we've got a little bit of time. Uh, we got, uh, we'll easily, let you know. Easily, you know, plan on it being, you know, uh, in your minds, think six months and it'll be a little longer than that. I mean, yeah, I mean. 20 ep- we still have 20 episodes to get there. Yeah, so, so this is probably so around the new that's year. close to half a year. Yeah. We got time. We got time. Yes. Um, so, no worry. Cool. Oh, All wow. Right. <laughs> okay. Sock puppets. Ed, thank you. Good idea. Yeah. Uh, and then we have David. Hi, David. So, close the iris. We're on full alert, and I don't care if there is something in the Chevron encoding bias buffer. <laughs> We didn't see the iris close once. Did we actually see the gate in this episode? Mm-hmm. Maybe in the background. Yeah, I was going to say. When they were in the, in the, the briefing, the briefing room. room. Yep. Anyway, uh, so David says, fun and tense episode. Sure, we know that they are not going to commit to total forces, though why is General O'Neill seemingly in charge of this? Yeah, right? We know that's not going to happen because it's only mid-season and that kind of thing does not happen. So it's not about the destination, but how we get there. Yeah. This season seems like another, this is our last season episode, and this episode works on wrapping some dangling plot threads. Mm -hmm. The trust, the Russians, Kinsey, nice that we get to some progress, if not outright closure on these before the series wraps up at the end of the season. Right. You can expect some more of that as this season progresses. Yeah. Yeah. And wraps the whole SG-1 story up in a nice little bow. Yep. Until they have to unwrap it again, but we're worried about that later. And then we get two more seasons. Yes. Anyway, I found myself enjoying watching this episode again, Mm -hmm. but was left with one question. Only one. Okay. Okay. Well, no, only one was my... Oh. Like, only one question? Yes. Okay, anyway, so here it is. Kinsey. Yeah. There was no final scene. There was right. no surprised Pikachu face as his ship explodes. No. The so last he's out we there saw somewhere. of him, he was putting something on his hand that yeah. might possibly control some tech that allows him to transport off the ship. Yes. Imagine what kind of havoc a ghoul-wolded, disgraced former vice president could yes. cause back on Earth. Yes. Imagine all the knowledge of the, that the ghoul-wolded could now have access to. Just mm. imagine. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Yeah, good setup. Nice. um so side note yeah i just now realized that ronnie cox was in the movie deliverance 
It was his oh. first acting role, and he was hired because he could play the guitar. Uh-huh. He's the guy that played the guitar in the dueling banjo scene. In the dueling banjo scene. Uh-huh. Who knew Kinsey was an accomplished musician? Actually, by the way, I did, because he's actually got a like a like a bluegrass band oh. that he still performs in oh. reasonably regularly. Huh. Um uh, I'm pretty sure I mentioned that at some point in time I might, I along might look the that way. Up. I mean, you probably did, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that up. Um, anyway, Brent is going to give this seven chevrons for action, intrigue, <laughs> danger, spaceships, plot. <laughs> little Zach, high. Seven <laughs> chevrons for Ronnie Cox doing a 360 degree character turn from bad to good to really bad. <laughs> a, 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 a bit high. A little bit high, but we enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's what we got. Uh, that's what we got for your emails. All so, right. uh, so Zach, Zach, I, I uh, found I found Ronnie Cox's uh, webpage. Oh, yes. And okay. It's 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 unsurprisingly RonnieCox.com. Uh, what? And, yeah. And he's got albums and his most recent one is live at the kitchen sink. What is this? When was this released? 2020 released in 2020. In uh, November, well, that makes sense. Yep, Rad yep. and Panda and I were touring in New Mexico, and we stopped off at the Kitchen Sink Studio in Santa Fe, and Jono Manson recorded our show in front of a live audience. As you know, I'm a storyteller, and there's a great tale that goes with every song. I didn't include... I'm excited about this. <laughs> I, did, <laughs> I didn't include the stories on the CD, but you can listen to live at the Kitchen Sink stories on my website. If you would like a signed CD, you can order them on Bandcamp. What? Oh! I can get a signed Ronnie Cox CD? Apparently, I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to find this. I'm trying, like, you know, like, there's the CD. You have to go to Bandcamp to find it. <gasps> 20 bucks, dude. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Holy right, cow. So, 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 dear, dear listeners who have connections that we don't have, I would love to have a conversation with Ronnie Cox. Ooh. Make it happen. <laughs> we could talk about his music. That'd be That's fun. Right. That's right. Oh, uh, anyway. Anyway. Cool. All right. So, Brent. Yes. Our next episode, we're back yeah. in the Pegasus Galaxy. Oh, yeah. No, they got to keep talking about Stargate, not music anymore. Okay. All right. Fine. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. We, we got to finish the podcast, and then you, you can gotta, talk about music. got to finish it up. Uh, whatever. <laughs> All right. The next episode is called yes. Sanctuary. Aha. Uh-huh. And I ask you, as... The one who is wise beyond your years. Whoa, okay. Who understands the complexities of drama and uh, action. Oh, oh, boy. Okay. Who knows this galaxy and beyond. Wow. <laughs> now you're just saying words. <laughs> <laughs> what is sanctuary? Oh, gosh. About? Oh, boy. Oh, that's such pressure. Okay. All right. Uh, hmm. Next time on Stargate Atlantis, our Atlantis friends continue their search for resources, power, friends, and allies. Allies. Additionally, they are yet again. Uh, we know this. They don't. We know that the uh, that the that the 
Prometheus has is is in attempting to be oh no but this last battle has once again made the Prometheus because it got blown up right it's one engine got blown up it's it's delayed yet again oh dear but they don't know this and so they are continuing to find their way and find their resource and so they go and they travel and they find uh they 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 go through their gates and they find a planet which is inhospitable in all regards they have to enter it with their life-preserving suits on, the ones that don't let light leak through uh, or have their hair dangling behind them. No, these are proper, proper suits of protection. I really don't know where I'm going to go with this. And so they, um, and so they go and they go and, and, and they, 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 they speak to, uh, uh, they speak to a group of people that are like fish people, but it's not, not fish people. They float in the air. Yes, they're floaty Whoa. fish people. And they can breathe this air, but, but our heroes cannot. And so there's a whole, it's an entirely new species. It's incredible feats of visual effects. And they go and they speak to these fish people and they say, we are in need of help. We need power and resource. Well, you probably don't have any. Maybe you do have resources. And we need friends and allies. Are you willing to be any of these things? And they, the fish people go, blub, 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 blub. And then we realize we have no way of communicating with the fish people. And now oh, we're really? actually confused as to whether or not these should be called fish people or just fish. Because we're not exactly having good conversations with them. So, um, suddenly bad things happen and the rate appears. <laughs> And so our heroes have to go into a cave underneath their air water and get sanctuary and they're stuck there with the fish people that might not be people and they can't get back to the gate because of the wraith and they're stuck. And they and how, how are they going to get back? Join us next time for Stargate Atlantis Sanctuary. Hopefully the writers of the show have developed a better story than I was able to in the past 30 seconds. Sanctuary. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that so Zach. That was a very, very long walk off of a very, very short pier. Yeah, that with, that with the fish. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, I, I um, couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there, there are a couple of things that you got right. They do go to another planet. Okay, good. Uh, they do meet people. Oh, good. Um, bad things happen. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And the writers have to figure out how they're going to get out of those bad things. Uh-huh, yes. Um, they have to communicate with people. I, I see this as a, as a win. Uh, I, I don't recall seeing any uh, fish people. Oh. Yeah, you know, the details are a little bit, you know. Still, we're still workshopping it. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> in this workshop... Yeah. There is a uh, uh, a a video that, uh-huh. about a minute long okay. that that has some description of what this episode is about yep. without spoiling too much or okay. a, I don't know I have but <laughs> but but we'll see um what the the fish people in the first draft become <laughs> after the workshop Okay. The fish people aren't working. We got to change it completely. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. I'm hitting play now. Next time on Stargate Atlantis. Uh-huh. A chance encounter with a wraith turns into a surprising first contact. 
Aha. Okay. She doesn't look like a fish. Welcome. No, she does not. Thank you, sister. But she's got a shell around her neck. Oh, okay. Major John Shepard. I am Koshaya There's no trace of any Hello, diseases my name is Jim or genital conditions that you yes. typically find in pre-technological societies. And she is human. Oh, without a doubt. The people uh -huh. in Proculus live in okay. for a very, very long time. It could sound like some sort of a, a paradise. I, because it is. And that's a problem because... Because human life, quite simply, Dr. Weir, is more fragile than that. It's all next time on Star I don't care what galaxy we're in. It's unnatural. It's unnatural! Okay! We got ourselves some unnatural humanness going on then there. Indeed. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So, you know, the fish people were certainly there in the first draft, but they yes. got workshopped and, and, and apparently... They got changed into. They got changed into regular people. Unnatural people. Unnatural. Oh, oh dear. Well, there I are mean some... that, that that that's what that's what uh, Carson Beckett said. Right? Well, yeah, yeah. They're and unnatural. Also, but also Palpatine. That's what he said too. Well, fair enough. Yeah, that's bad news bears. Yeah. Well, we'll find out next time. Okay. All right. What happens? Yes. <laughs> I'm excited. Oh, good. If good. for no other Me reason too. than to uh, try to imagine how fish people might have been involved in the first draft. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, Brent. I'm pretty certain they never started with fish people. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Now that I said it, we're going to be watching this episode with an eye towards fish people. Might work. Oh, okay. Okay. You go right ahead. <laughs> anyway, uh, tell us what you think. If you've got any yes. fun stories about fish people, you sure. Um, you can tell us by emailing us at walkingthroughthestargate at gmail.com, or you can share that with the whole community by going to Walking Through the Stargate, the Facebook page and the group. Yep. And yep. Telling your story there, or you can go to the discords and yes. tell your story there. There's sure. lots of places where you can tell your story. You could tell um, you can tell your fish story three times. That's right. That's right. Um, and and you'll catch most of our audience that way. Sure. Probably. <laughs> um, any that and, participate in any of those systems, absolutely. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So so it's it's I got nothing. So join us next time. <laughs> I don't think we should take a two week accidental two week break again. That's uh, we're getting a little we're getting a little rusty here. Yeah, yeah. All right. So with all that, I say I'm Zach <laughs> and I'm Brent. This has been walking through the Stargate. See you next time. Bye. Fire, dial it up. Get these people home. Oh dear. <laughs>